A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, Dennis Lehrer, and Paul Rukens, with illustrious changemakers, designers, and pioneers in the field of design and beyond. To explore these conversations and additional content, visit designtochange.online. For now, let's start the conversation. Conversations. All right, welcome. We're here at IMAX America. Across from me is a smiling Megan Henschel. Uh, Megan, you're looking right into <laughs> one of the awesome showcases, I, th I think, here at IMAX America. It's the, what is it today, 18th of October? It, I think so. 18th yeah. of October, 2023, to mark our time and place right now. Welcome to the Design to Change podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a delight. Now, you run global event strategy at Google. My I God, do. that must be <laughs> that must be massive. In BD, right? Right. Um, yeah. Do you want me to share a little more about that role, or? Well, the first thing I'm going to ask you is this one. You heard Anthony Vade, one of our certified event designers. Yes. So you might come across, he's right there. Love at the Anthony. Free, right? So Anthony was whispering this little question in our ear, which is the opening page of the Design to Change book. A good conversation can change the direction or can lead the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? I would like to ask you that question first. Would you leave a conversation to chance? Yes. Instinctually, um, from my gut, yes. Because I think some of the most incredible moments of change and transformation that we've experienced in the Google Experience Institute work has been organic. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, someone continuing a conversation with someone else, not quite knowing where that's headed, mm -hmm. and then it sparked something so amazing that it resulted in a new project or a new product or um, whatever that might look like. But yeah, I think there's power in serendipity. I think there's power in trusting where work can take you instead yeah. of trying to over prescribe the work itself. Yeah. Um, and I'm super grateful for that and the journey that we've been on with that approach. So as somebody that designs experiences and, and leading this um, Google XI co-laboratory, or how would you pronounce it? Am I pronouncing it correctly? Or? So the, the co-laboratory is what we've brought here to IMEX this week, but the Experience Institute um, yeah. is sort of the, the broader initiative. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And explain to us for the people that might not have heard about this initiative. In, yeah. a, in a nutshell, what, what does it do? Yeah, Cliff's, note, Cliff's Notes, right? Um, so back in 2021, after we like completely pivoted our team to fully digital, right, pandemic, mm -hmm. um, I was sort of... Uh, curious what was changing with our audiences, with Googlers, with people that we were going to be regathering in. At the time, it was like two weeks, right? <laughs> Being two years. Um, and so we started doing a massive research project to just get a finger on the pulse of behavioral adaptation and how people's priorities and expectations were shifting and how their boundaries were changing. And um, that research project led to the Experience Institute. We started to bring thought partners into that work, and as we became friends with them and started to collectively follow that curiosity, yeah. it resulted in projects. And so now, 
um, you know, XI, as we call it for short, is this collective of more than 300 people around the world from radically different disciplines, but we're all sort of uh, looking at this North Star of how can we create the right sort of change for the future of the events industry and how can we drive toward the best futures for our work and for the audiences that we serve. So that's, that's what we do. That's so cool. <laughs> you have the dream job. It is so weird that I get to do this and get paid for it. Like, I, I think I've cried three times already this morning because I'm like, oh my gosh, I love these people. I can't believe I got to bring them to Vegas. Yeah. Um, it is hands down the most fulfilling work I've ever done, probably ever will do. That is so cool. So explain to us, how is the events space, events industry? We're at the epicenter of events here in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. or at least the events industry gathers here with thousands of people. How are events a microcosm of the reality that's happening outside of these walls? Oh my gosh, in so many ways. Wow, we don't have that kind of time. Um, <laughs> I think, I, I say this all the time, I'm like events are absolutely a microcosm of workplace, they're a yeah. microcosm of life, they're mm -hmm. just time bound and they're highly curated. Yeah. But I think what we're finding is as we experiment with different content formats, different ways of designing environments, space, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm all of those things translate into broader life and work and yeah. all of the things. There's so much we can learn by experimenting in events with event audiences for bettering every single part of culture and society. Yeah. Um, I, I think events are the perfect testing ground to solve for some of the biggest problems we face today. Yeah. And we're seeing that. And so, so much of what we've brought here this week are things that we've discovered through testing at events, but that apply so much more broadly, yeah. um, not just to business, but to like the bigger human picture, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, um, events create value through behavior change. People can dispute it, we can turn it upside down, but at the end of the day, the behaviors people demonstrate are the things that are observable, right? Um, people don't like to have their behavior changed, or do they? I don't know. I think people want to be transformed. I think people want moments that feel um, impactful and meaningful. And um, I think what we're hearing from a lot of our partners, but also like Googlers and our audiences, is like we don't want to invest our time, our resources, the most precious commodity that we have, which is our attention into anything that doesn't feel meaningful and transformational. So yeah, I do. I do think people are looking for things that align with their values that they can lean into. And sometimes that absolutely results in behavior change. I think people are looking for things that change their mind or open them to new concepts or ideas. Like people are really hungry for that right now. They're looking for others who are like-minded that they can belong with and to. And so... Um, so I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I asked the question provocatively because at the end of the day, there is something called the business of events, right? Many people are here as hosted buyers, there are destinations, there's management companies, there are AV companies, there are... The whole supply chain gets together in one little place and let's be honest, a lot of money goes around in the events industry yeah. as a result of it, right? It, it, is a, it is an outcome of the fact that people have this need to gather and... Um, I find it really cool to see that the ability to study what's happening at the edges, mm -hmm. at the fringes of change, right, and what's happening at the epicenter gets together. 
Now we're at the far end of the trade show here, <laughs> at the innovation hub, right? In the corner over we're here. We're the outliers, maybe. <laughs> but if you would quantify, let's say, your dream in terms of um, the horizon of change for yourself, right? Like if you look maybe one year ahead, and we would have this conversation again next year, what's currently on your horizon of change? Oh boy. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I'm in like a really transformational moment in my personal career because this work we've been this journey that we've been on right, has completely changed the way I see gathering and it's completely changed the way I see our role in the world as event professionals or people who gather others and um, I, it's a, been a beautiful journey and I'm so grateful for it but you know I think in a year we're already seeing so much synchronicity around some of these ideas that are um, so human centered and like so not transactional and so not commodities based, right? Um, I think we're headed in a direction where we're going to see more of that, where the conversation continues to shift in that direction. And it's yeah. not about the flash and the pomp and the circumstance, it's about the humanity yes. and meaningful connection. And yeah. that's what I hope we're talking about even more in an even bigger way in the yeah. next year. I think the events industry is going through a renaissance. Wow. And I think it's an alchemic sort of process where we're looking outside of ourselves to say, what can we learn from art and what can we learn from other humanities and what can we learn from science to be better at what we do and to make it more meaningful? Yeah. And so that's where I really hope the conversation is headed and you know, sort of why we you know, are showing up in such a weird way this week and you know, <laughs> brought in a bunch of partners from radically different disciplines because we want to we wanna support that change. That's awesome. We actually called for a gathering of some of the alumni of the College of Extraordinary Experiences. <laughs> and I was so surprised to see. Now, you know, it's 11 past 11 here at the Event Design Collective booth, and here we all are. We're going to take a group picture and share it with our friends who created this little that monster. That makes me so happy. Isn't that cool? Yes. And actually, I think you should be in the picture as well, because you're, you're, you've gathered a lot of these people somehow. They've kind of flocked into this part of the world, oh right? Oh, my God. They're gonna, amazing people. And we're going to put this together. My alarm is going off, and on this podcast, we're actually going to take the picture, and we're going to see it together. Uh, and see what happens in a moment. Um, when you think of extraordinary experiences and the Noi project, right, which is, you guys have put a marker in the ground to say, how do we find a way to have anyone and everyone feel included in the things that people put on, right? Mm -hmm. You were talking about the renaissance of the events and the gatherings that are happening on the planet. We've gone through a traumatic experience collectively, as yeah. you said, which was maybe one of the instigators of why the research started. The Renaissance actually happened, was it after the plague, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Um, quarantine, the word was in invented in Venice, right? If you spent 40 days on the boat and you were still alive, you were allowed into the city. We use idea quarantines to quarantine our ideas in our process before we allow them out of the box after we create a design frame to that. see if they, pit, if they fit. None of these concepts are new, yet our context has dramatically changed, yeah. right? I love your horizon of change. I think your horizon of change is ambitious. I think the ambition of synchronicity, right, is, is a massive one. I was just talking to David Adler about an experience I had just two weeks ago at the World Culture Festival, in which 450,000 people together had a goosebump moment on the National Mall in Washington, D.C. And we were playing Alporn with 18 people, and the meditation happened for 10 minutes collectively. That's what it's all about. You couldn't that hear a thing. sounds beautiful. You couldn't yeah. hear a thing. Just talking about it gives me goosebumps. But I was 
one of the musicians and I couldn't get the goosebumps because I couldn't meditate <laughs> with them because I had to play and focus on the music. However, making music is a set of vibrations, right? Everything we do are vibrations. People are listening to us in their ear. These are little sound waves that are hitting them. They're going to be bottled up. They're there. You can find them on Google, probably, through Google, somewhere. Hit those little podcasts and it will ultimately come to life, right? Yeah. So, um, for that, I want to thank you. We're now going to take the picture with the College of Extraordinary Experiences. Next year, I want to have you back on this podcast. And we're going to talk about the horizon of change. Yeah. We're going to see the progress that's being made by the Google XI uh, Collaboratory. And I'm just really excited about all the work you guys are doing and seeing how we can better contribute to all of that, too. Thank you so much for the support and just for being an incredibly kind group of people. Um, we always love to see you at these things and, and hang out. Um, and thank you so much for having me on the podcast. That's awesome. Thank you, Megan, so much. A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. Would you leave it to chance? Join the authors of Design to Change and explore this series of conversations with designers and event owners. Driven by the need and conversations with event owners and event designers who use the event canvas around the world, this series explores the depths of conversations to elevate your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Episodes are hosted by Rude Janssen, Rue Friesen, 